In today's CFE episode, we are interviewing Dr. Jennifer Edwards, who is a leader in public health strategy and wellness. She's partnered with many different federal agencies and also organizations, including the CDC, the HRSA, um, as well as Robert Wood Johnson Foundation on grant projects, uh, including serving as a principal investigator. She's also received NIH research training and conducted community health research in South Africa. Dr. Jennifer Edwards has mentored doctoral students, DRPH, DHA, and PhD, taught healthcare administration courses, and she's Walden's very own contributing faculty member in our School of Health Sciences, and we are so happy to have her. Check out the interview now. Welcome, Dr. Jen. Thank you for taking some time out of your busy schedule to just come and share, share some of your light. And we have so many faculty here at Walden who have exactly that light that follows them in their career and what they do. And uh, you have been spotlighted recently because you'll be doing an upcoming TEDx talk. So congratulations to you on that. Thank um, you. Sounds so exciting to be on be on the stage that people are so familiar with on YouTube or however they access these talks. But talk to us about what sparked your interest in this talk uh, that you'll eventually be doing and or maybe the research that led up to it and how you got started. Right. Thanks for the question. I've really dedicated my entire life to health and wellness from a really young age. Uh, my family had experienced some significant medical events and I lost my father when I was really young. And ever since then, I've just been really committed to health and to wellness and um, how we can do the best for ourselves in terms of our own health behaviors and mm -hmm. Um, I've really just built my career around that. And so for now the last 10 years, I have spent time speaking to audiences throughout the United States on health and wellness topics. And so mm -hmm. delivering this TEDx talk seemed to be a natural fit. And I said, well, let me, let me try and see if they will have me on their stage. So many, <laughs> so many people try to get on that stage. And so right. I, I pushed forward and overcame my own hesitation about even uh, applying for consideration. And, and they invited me to speak. I, I actually thought that it would be for 2021. And mm they directly contacted me and said, no, we want you to come this year. Wow. Um, and so I just, I'm grateful for the opportunity and I truly take it as a responsibility to share my expertise in health and wellness in a way that's relatable to everyone. So I'm right. truly looking forward to it. I think that's part of the beauty with TEDx Talks is anyone can listen to them and, and get something from them. They're almost manageable in regards to anyone consuming the content and so I think you just hit it on hit on it there um, in your hope to sharing um, some of the research and experience you have in healthcare. so that's really awesome so thinking about your experience because you have a length of experience and I 
in the opening shared some of that with our listeners, but through the accumulation of your research, what are some of the larger themes you have found um, that have seemed most pertinent to you? And I know that's probably a really big question, but um, if you could maybe highlight some of the, the larger themes there. Right, so my, my research and my mission, I, I firmly mm -hmm. believe in being on mission and on purpose. Mm -hmm. So everything I do, I stay true to women's health. Mm -hmm. And um, March is Women's History Month, and we're celebrating women for the month. And so um, it's an exciting time anyway. And so um, in terms of women's health and wellness, we have so much that we have to balance. And mm -hmm. I have found that health is often not a priority until it's too late. Right. Until we are in the doctor's office with a medical condition. Mm -hmm. And it can be really sad because there are uh, inequities in terms of our health. If we start looking at the income of women and mm -hmm. their access to health care, mm -hmm. we'll see that there are certain groups that get diagnosed for diseases at far greater rates. Right very different groups die more often from it because they yeah. don't have the resources. And so, um, you know, I think it's important for us to always be mindful of those access challenges. Um, as an individual, we have to place a value on reducing our risk for conditions, our day-to-day -day decisions and priorities right. yep. um, influence our health. Yeah. And so we have to be willing to invest in things like that gym membership, for example, or um, ensuring that we're getting screenings on time because it's really hard to quantify or put a value on the heart attack you didn't have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's, it's so critical. And so uh, not only access, but taking those personal measures toward our health um, really go a long way as well. Yeah, and you you hit on so many key points there. I know I try to be as health conscious as I can, but of course, you know, it's it was just Girl Scout, Girl Scout cookie season, and so I'm going to buy a couple of boxes of Girl Scout cookies, you know, but it's, I met a woman one time who said, she looked so beautiful and radiant for the age that she was and she disclosed her age to me and she was much older than i thought she was and i said please tell me what products you're using or what are you doing and she just said everything in moderation and i just thought that was i mean so profound it, i mean it's something we've heard before but even down to what we consume everything in moderation even if you go to the gym you can do it in moderation you don't have to do it every day um but it, it just makes me think of conversations that i've had with close friends and in my small reach about exactly what you said we're not thinking about will this happen to me or essentially our health demise because that's what it is you know we have just one body it's not like we get second chances here. Um, so it's, yeah, you hit on that. And um, also you kind of went ahead and shared some ways that we can go ahead and apply this, this notion to our lives. And 
in some ways begin to combat it um, by getting that gym membership and getting our health screenings? Is there any other kind of takeaways or applications that people can do further to just kind of be in charge of their health? Right, that's such a great question. And there absolutely are measures that we can take. And I first and foremost want to say that I'm on this journey with everybody else. I mean, right. the nostalgia of Girl Scout cookies gets me every time. <laughs> and so I, I love what the lady said about moderation. And yeah. um, we have to be mindful of our own triggers, which mm. you hear that term quite often. But right. when we're picking up those Girl Scout cookies, if we're eating three, fine. If we're eating three boxes, let's think about why. Right. Um, and so just really being honest with yourself about what might be driving you to do uh, or driving us to do unhealthy things is a really mm -hmm. big part of doing things differently uh, in in the future. And so that's the first thing I would say in terms of what can we do to conquer our own health and wellness. Think about mm -hmm. what are some bad habits that we have mm. and why do we have them? Yeah. And um, for those of us that might have some more acute symptoms relating to our health, for example, mm -hmm. I, I personally struggle with eczema and uh, mm -hmm. it might be something as simple as doing a food log for yourself. If you mm -hmm. see, have um, irritable, irritable bowel symptoms, for example, or mm -hmm. eczema flare ups, for example, things that are specifically related to our food. Mm -hmm. um, sit down and do a food log and see what might be triggering that. And just really, it's all about knowing yourself emotionally as well as physically. And so um, that is also just a good start in terms of what other specific habits you can have. If you're able to do the basic things that we hear about all the time, mm -hmm. um, but that are so important uh, like cutting back on your sugar and cutting mm -hmm. back on your salt. Yeah. Those changes matter. It's, it's not about doing, you know, a crash diet or this major detox overhaul. We can really make little hacks that yeah. make a big difference. Yeah. So that's, that's where I would say start. Start with doing that emotional work doing some problem solving if you need to with food logs and then making those small changes. Thanks for that. I think that is so key. I think sometimes we think, like you said, those crash diets or whatever is a trend on social media or in recent books, um, just to kind of do those things. And we think that change has to be so major. But I think in your work experience and also in mine, change doesn't Change doesn't happen in big waves. It happens in very small increments a lot of times. Um, so, so that's really important. And I really loved what you said about um, tapping into the emotional reasons why. Like, let's dig a little deeper here and find out why you do these things. And I don't know if people really connect their maybe eating preferences or health um, just the health, um, not tactics, but just how they operate in a, in a health perspective to maybe trauma or 
past experiences or of course how they grew up but you know a lot of times that is what it is italian families may eat carb heavy that's an assumption but they may eat carb heavy and you know questioning is this good for me should i continue to do this so i think that's really important because a lot of times we skip the mental health part of it and think just about the physical health um so thanks for sharing that and just kind of a follow-up question to that in your work that you do in regards to uh wellness and health do you find yourself often going back to the mental health part of it with clients or in your talks or in your research that's a good question so I'm, of course, a health professional and I specialize in women's health and wellness. Mm -hmm. And in terms of those that I might work with in my Wealthy Academy, for example, or mm -hmm. those who engage in the Five Star Challenge, which is about changing those little habits, mm -hmm. um, a large part of that work is sitting back and looking specifically at the why. Why are you? <laughs> craving this right now? Mm -hmm. um, why do you crave it repeatedly? Uh, why mm -hmm. is there a loss of control in this particular area of your life? And so, mm -hmm. you know, I consider myself a wellness coach for the masses, really, to start those sometimes difficult conversations. And um, if someone finds that it is beyond behavior modification, mm -hmm. then I, I highly encourage them to seek a certified mental health professional yeah. um, to further dive into those issues. So uh, it's about what each person needs. And uh, there's, there's always a reason for everything we do. And so there certainly is an ongoing trend that comes up. And once uh, I'm able to inspire those that I connect with through my various platforms to really look at those behaviors, that's when change happens. Mm -hmm. That's great. Thanks for sharing that. Um, do you mind speaking just a little bit more about uh, the Wealthy Academy and the Five Star Challenge and maybe if folks are interested, how they can go about that? Sure, absolutely. So over you know the last decade, I have served in higher education. Um, and I've been at Walden now for about seven years. And so I'm passionate about education. I'm passionate about equipping those that I encounter to do things differently and do things better relating mm -hmm. to health and wellness. And so as part of my ongoing career, I launched the Five Star Challenge, which is about five simple changes you can make to live a healthier life. And so uh, there are tools available for that. And I encourage everyone to look into it and maybe you start with just one star or two stars. You don't have to start with all five stars, but it's really about these five specific challenges uh, that I recommend that can get us on track for a healthier life. Um, and then for the Wealthy Academy, I have pulled together a four-step system to help women specifically uh, advance in career 
as well as life in a balanced way that mm -hmm. it's burnout free. And so mm -hmm. it's making wellness tangible where a lot of times our wellness suffers when we're out of balance and when we are burned out. And unfortunately, right now, we're in uh, a culture of glorifying busyness. Yes. Yeah. And so can you repeat that? Can you repeat that? <laughs> <laughs> we are, we're glorifying busyness and yes. um, our health is sacrificed for those reasons. And so mm -hmm. The Wealthy Academy offers four tangible steps to take uh, that I lead with those who register mm -hmm. and walk through how can you advance and do things differently that mm -hmm. ends up being better for your day-to-day -day life. Wow, that's amazing. That, that sounds so key for so many people, men, women. I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head with that statement because I think the more we have going on, the more important we feel, the more uh, we feel more proud sometimes, and we feel like it's what we're supposed to be doing, but that may not be necessarily what's needed for um, your health and longevity, because um, that little stress can lead up to bigger stress, and we may not notice it or call it stress, and there may be good stressors too, but um, I think it makes a big difference um, being able to prioritize and kind of just sit back and think, is this actually necessary? Do I, do I have to extend myself in this way or um, give so much in this area? So definitely everyone listening, check out the Five Star Challenge um, and the Wealthy Academy. They sound like they will bring guidance and clarity to a lot of people in the doses that are manageable for that person. Absolutely. So as we kind of wrap up here, um, what are some of your next steps? What, what does the rest of this year and maybe into next year look like for you career-wise, speaking engagements or research? What can you share with the listeners? Oh, thank you so much for asking. I, of course, look forward to continuing my work guiding doctoral students at Walden. I, I serve on faculty for the Doctor of Public Health program uh, as well as PhD in Health Services program and that's my way of preparing the next generation of mm -hmm. health and wellness professionals and I see that as um, a long-term component of how I spend my time. I, I love education and so I'll be doing that and uh, connecting with companies and organizations about women's health and wellness. So I, I go and speak to groups nationwide mm -hmm. on specified topics that are most relevant to them, of course, with the overall theme of making wellness relatable. Okay. And so I'm just grateful to have a chance to continue doing that. I'd love to connect with any of your listeners who'd be interested and uh, thankfully have a family support system that allows me to do that. My husband will take our two kiddos and they have such a blast while I'm gone <laughs> and I get to continue to serve in what I feel is is my mission here. So uh, my focus is really uh, continuing the Five Star Challenge and the Wealthy Academy and engaging in those live speaking engagements where we can have some real challenging conversations. Awesome. 
All right. Well, how can listeners or anyone who gets gets this podcast into their hands um, follow you or reach out to you? Do you have any social media contact? Sure. So I know everyone does something a little differently. I'll start with (laughs) the fundamentals. Uh, My website is genphd.com and I have a diary there where I talk about uh, relevant wellness issues pretty regularly. And then if LinkedIn is your thing, I'm happy to connect with you there. Just search for my name, Jennifer Edwards. Um, Instagram is at Dr. Jen Edwards. So I look forward to seeing you all there. Uh, and Facebook is the same name, Dr. Jen Edwards as well. Yeah, and just to give the listeners a little heads up, I, I noticed on your Instagram, you do self-care Saturdays, Freedom Fridays, a book club, and I think Mindfulness Mondays is yeah. Mindful Monday. So um, a lot of positive inspiration there um, and ways that it looks like you connect with your followers and just pouring into them and again being missional in, in the healthcare care field. So um, that's something to look forward to if you follow her, everyone. Love doing it. Thank you. All right. Well, thanks so much, Dr. Jen. We appreciate you taking your time out and being here with us and just kind of sharing um, again your mission and letting us get a peek into that.